I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBSI Views podcast. With me is David Brown, founder and chief executive officer of Hi, a social enterprise. What we're talking about is the cost of living crisis and how it's driving a rethink of the monthly pay cycle. Let's just start by quantifying the crisis in quotation marks. What's actually going on? It's a great question, that, because I don't think even our politicians know what's going on. I mean, you've got the Bank of England saying to people, don't ask for a pay increase, and you've got the politicians saying, go and get another job to get more money. So (laughs) we're in a little bit of a crisis there, right? I mean, we've got food banks that are increasing in popularity, which is a sign in its own right. We read about pensioners that are on buses because that's the only way they can keep warm. And they reckon this is just wave one because there's another increase coming in energy by default. Is this perhaps a factor of the last 40 years being relatively pleasant? You have to be of a certain age to remember when inflation in the UK very nearly touched 25%. Sadly, I am of that age. That was back in the 1970s. But what we have now is a problem and we need to look at options of dealing with it. So what are the options to assist lower paid people? Because they're the ones who are getting hit the hardest. I think one of the true options that's facing the corporate world is wage inflation, where I don't think a corporation can ignore the fact that they're going to have to increase wages. But, you know, my view is the government and other governments have been bailing out the corporates and the employees through a pandemic. So maybe it's time for them to take their turn and their share of some of the financial burden. But I don't see much that you can do when you've really got an inflation that's outpaced pay. That's naturally going to create a shortfall in anyone's given month. And even if you can improve the frequency of which they get paid and really try and smooth out that cash flow, you're still not going to fetch that gap. We've got two problems there. Let's address the one that's perhaps easier to solve first, smoothing out people's cash flow. You're talking about salary access schemes, I guess. How do they work? Well, there's early wage access, which typically works by charging the employee a small fee for accessing their wages. It's not a model that I promote because I don't think that's really in the employee's well-being to pay money for money that's owed to them. Whereas salary access is about allowing the employee access to what's rightfully their wages and doing it free of charge. So salary access, early wage access are very different in their approach, but both are trying to achieve the same thing, which is improving the financial sustainability of the individual by allowing them access to property that's theirs, i.e. their wages, and really stopping them going into payday lending and, and predatory lending and high credit card environments. Well, let's talk about how salary access works, because what you're suggesting is something that could add to the administrative burden of the company and could add to the company's costs. But I suppose technology has addressed a lot of that. It's something that was quite complicated to manage when people were paid, for example, on a weekly basis and a weekly wage round. But now technology has made that simpler and cheaper for a company to manage. You bring up a very good question. 
I would actually go a, a little bit deeper, if you don't mind, and say if there's a need to improve the cycle of employees' pay, and in fact, if there's a need to fund the employer's payroll, as we've just witnessed in pandemics, we really need to question what is the role of payroll in this entire world because at the moment it seems to be reactive rather than proactive. So the focus of high is really on payroll itself to say that payroll itself has to reinvent because you've got monthly pay cycles in the UK, taking them to more frequent pay cycles normally represents more work for the payroll staff, which naturally would be pushed back and resisted. So really, how do you bring a quantum leap into that whole world that changes it for the better? And that's where you rightly say you, you bring in modern technology and modern techniques because the old way is actually proven not to be functional. I've got to put you on the spot here. How is it actually yeah. done? What solution are you actually offering to companies? If you walk into a company and say, why don't you do it this way? What can you say? What can you demonstrate to persuade them? And thank you for allowing us to pitch high to hopefully get people to understand what's very different because your topic is the cost of living. But the other topic is inflation. So what you're going to watch is you're going to watch a squeeze happening from both sides because inflation is going to put cost pressure on an employer and the cost of living is already putting cash flow pressure onto an employee. And what High is basically doing is saying, why don't we address two problems? Why don't we come in and finance your entire payroll and allow your employees access to that cash free? Because that deals with two issues. It deals with the issues that you're going to be squeezed for working capital as an employer, and also deals with the issue that your employees will have financial freedom through what we call the freedom of pay. How does it do that? You're talking about turning payroll into a source of working capital, but isn't there a danger that the companies themselves might run? I'm thinking of smaller companies. If they use money that should otherwise be going to payroll as working capital, isn't that a potential problem? Almost every company I know is factoring invoices so they can fund payroll. So indirectly, you're already financing payroll by selling the receivables that you have in most cases. So most people are financing payroll by using external sources. In fact, if you look at the pandemic, the, pan- the pandemic truly showed how extreme financing payroll was when governments globally stepped in to finance payroll. They didn't do that for any other reason than to protect hundreds of millions of people losing their jobs and protect millions of companies going bankrupt because there was no invoices because everywhere was closed. So you're already financing payroll. You're just doing it by other mechanisms. So what about if there was a new mechanism that came in to finance payroll by using wages themselves as the asset. And, and that's what High has been building for two years that's truly unique, which is we say to organisations, we are prepared to finance your entire payroll obligations whilst at the same time freeing your employees from this idea of payday and allowing them access to their pay whenever they want for free. Obviously, the way that's got to work, though, is, is you can't have people accessing pay they've not yet earned. No, so we don't. It's, it's got to be earned. And we're, we're an ESG company. We're a B corporation pending. And we've got principles around debt. So we don't believe that giving an employee debt is a good idea. 
So therefore, you can only have what you've earned. On the basis that I have earned it, I can access it at any point. How, how would this work in practice? Does an employee have a card that they can go to a, an ATM and take cash out? Do they have a card with a spending limit that they can use? How does it work? So in, in, in January, there was a big announcement that came out on MasterCard that was actually on Sky News. And it was about the invention of salary access between MasterCard and High. That product's now live. So if you imagine every day you earn money, and that means you've got an available balance on our MasterCard. So that will rise every day in accordance to your earnings, including all the tax and deductions. So it's a real-time credit balance directly related to how much you've earned. And therefore, if you need to access your pay, just go and spend it on MasterCard. It's as simple as that. But it, obviously, it's a, a card that does not have a debt limit on it. Its debt limit is directly related to how much wages you're owed, because it's not debt. You're accessing what's your own property. What's the reaction in the market been? How seriously are you being taken by companies? How much developments you still have to do to persuade people to sign on, or are you getting people to sign on now? The market has taken to our offer incredible. We've got acute customers. In fact, we can't deal with the demand right now, so we're having to actually raise more capital in order to deal with the, the, the clients that we have. And obviously, the more the cycle we're in, it develops, I actually think the more demand we will actually get. I mean, we're also talking to other industries about people who are not employees, but who are also suffering, i.e. pensioners, and looking towards whether we can roll out a pension on demand, which is something we're going to announce probably in about four weeks. So, so the demand's been great. I mean, and it's coming from the largest to the smallest. I mean, our largest customers got 500,000 employees and our smallest clients got 20. So you're obviously hoping to mitigate the impact of the cost of living crisis. Do you think this is something that, as an idea, you can export to other countries or will be taken up by other countries? We're already in the United States. It's early days. There's four people there. The US is reacting very positively. We're in Germany. We're in Greece. We've got agreements with Saudi Arabia. We're in Asia. So slowly but surely, the idea is going global by itself. David Brown, founder and chief executive officer of HI, thank you very much.